0: Hello and welcome back to Navigation, the human design podcast. I'm your host, Shannon McAllister. I'm the creator behind the Rebel Soul Journey. If you aren't doing so already, check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest at the Rebel Soul Journey. So today we are going to be talking about gate two, which is known as the keeper of keys or the receptive, And some key words to keep in mind when we're playing in this gate energy is magnetic, receiver, way shower, coordinator, synchronicity, wealth management, surrender, trust, and North Star. In the I Ching, this is known as the receptive. In astrology, it's associated with Taurus. And in Gene Keys, it moves from dislocation to orientation to unity. This gate is known to be one of the most feminine energies in all of the human design chart. Last week, we talked about gate one, which is known to be the most masculine. It's all about taking action and using that creative spark. And gate two is all about receiving and then like almost handing out the resources to the tribe it's the keeper of keys it's all about creating resources with making sure that everybody is taken care of it's all about equity and sustainability and just that everybody is taken care of and just such this like nurturing place and this gate is all about direction and all about direction towards love, beauty, and, and more abundance for all. It's really a energy that is about being receptive to what life has to offer. These are our guides. Its main objective is to give direction and really to pull others forward, to nudge others forward, And they're not here to do all the work, but they are these beautiful guides and almost walking, talking GPSs to know what is the best next move. They are so comfortable, especially once they've kind of worked through their shadows of traversing this physical plane and just knowing what the next best step is. They're really reliable. And they're here to empower themselves first towards that beauty, towards more love, towards more resources. But in that process of leading themselves, they end up empowering everyone around them. And the key for them, the keeper of keys, is to step into life with more trust and experience. And when they do this, when they learn to trust life, This is when they start to experience a bunch of miracles in their life. This is when life feels super kismet. This is when it just feels like there's much more grace in the way that they move. And it feels more easeful in the way that they're making decisions and moving in that direction of life. And so if you are defined here, you're really here to know that like you have a cons. If you are defined in the identity center, which gate two lives in, then you are really here to lead the self and you have a really reliable way that your soul is guiding you through time and space. If you're open and undefined, then you are a really great mirror to others and super reliable to let them know what their direction and the way that they should be navigating this world so this gate is all about synchronicity as well so when you learn to trust life that's when that book falls off the shelf which then you open the book and it talks about a teacher so you go google the teacher and you look up that they have a course so you join their course and then you meet a group of people and then you start creating something together and then you you know make this big impact and that is synchronicities because if you never would have picked up the book that fell off the shelf and read it you never would have been guided to your next right step and so this is really about learning how to trust life and how do we learn how to trust life well as someone who has this gate and as someone who spent a lot of time and i would say i really did feel Like lost for a while. And the shadow aspect of this in the gene keys is dislocation. And dislocation can feel like you're just lost. You don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're headed. You just don't have any idea mentally. Your soul is always guiding you. And so you're feeling lost because you're trapped in the mental shoulds and comparisons and definitions of success and you know mom and dad told me you have to go do this well my friends are doing this but we can get so trapped up with all the different options and comparisons that a lot of us don't tune in and check in is this actually what I want and as someone who is feeling lost and I even looking back like I was so completely numb and disassociated from my body, which is the shadow of gate one, which is my brightest aspect of me. And so these two were playing off of each other in my life. I was lost, numb and disassociated. I was completely withdrawn from life. And the other end of this, this shadow or another aspect of the shadow in the gene keys in dislocation is, being super regimented. And I was super regimented. I was so busy that my schedule was like overflowing. Like I had no second of any day to just be with myself. It was like, take care of the kids, commute, work. During work was solving everybody else's problems. I was an HR manager or like a people resource manager. And An event planner. So, constantly putting out fires for everybody else, super tight schedules, super tight deadlines. And I was just so regimented. And then I became more lost and like, I don't know what to do now that I'm not doing all the hustle and bustle. And I had to go within and I had to learn how to create safety in my body and trust my body and anchor into the wisdom of my body. And this took Oh, sometime because I was completely numb, disassociated, deregulated. I was in fight, flight, and fawn states and I, I, I wasn't tuned in. And so a few practices that have helped me, of course, take what resonates and tune into things and practices that are going to feel good for you and right for your schedule. But I like to somatic dance, a static dance really tuning into the sensations of my body and just allowing my body to move freely. I can kind of release emotions and expressions. And I also take that time of dancing to calm my inner critic and just really focus on what am I feeling in my body? How does my body want to move? What feels good right now? What do I need to release? Do I need to shake? Do I need to yell? Do I need to crawl on the ground and punch things? Like, and just tuning into my body. You can also check out like somatic breathing. Um, you know, there's tons of tools and practices out there for creating that safety and trust. But mine was definitely um, playing around with somatic dancing, somatic breathing, and then also like hot, cold, like um, cold ice baths, and then like hot showers or sauna steam rooms and kind of changing those environments from hot and cold and learning to regulate my nervous system when I'm in the super cold, cold, and also super hot heat also made me create this sense of safety of like, okay, I got me at all times. And the more and more you build this muscle, the more and more like, it's like your soul and your body just like merge and it feels so good. I swear by it guys. Okay. Back on track. So orientation is the gift of gate two. And this is all about orienting yourself to the flow of life. And this happens one of two ways. You either have a shift in mindset, and this is what a lot of coaches talk about, right? They want you to get your mindset, right? And think positive thoughts and say affirmations and then your mindset helps you change your actions or you have a shift in actions, which then changes your mindset. And I would say I did a little bit of both, but for me and what I think works actually best for my life is changing my actions and getting in a new um, rhythm and pattern and giving my mind proof that I can take the actions. Um. And so after you experience the shift, this is when you experience many more synchronicities in your life. It really, Richard Red talks about this and Richard Red is the founder of Gene Keys, but he says, it really allows you to peep through the keyhole of existence and place yourself in a wider perceptual context and this is just so true in my own life. Like I was just so stuck in, I'm lost, I'm stuck. I'm, you know, not good enough. All this, all the monkey mind chatter. And the more I got out of the mind and into the body and allowed life to flow with me and through me. And I became like one with, with life. That's when like, my life opened up to all these synchronicities and it did start to feel kismic. Even my own human design teacher, like I had been seeing Hawks every day and finally at the end of, and then I joined human design and I have this whole big long story. That's for another day, but basically we are at our human design teacher training graduation. And I let my teacher know like how important, this class, what the training was and, you know, how appreciative I was of her and all her knowledge. And I let her know about the story of like, basically I've been seeing like a hawk and it guided me to human design. And I feel like you're kind of like my hawk spirit guide da, da da and she was like, you have to be kidding me because literally when I got the idea to do teacher training, I was on a hike and I saw out of the corner of my eye something shining. So I went over and it was a hawk feather and she pulled out the hawk feather and that like, guys, this is just like the tip of the iceberg with this gate energy and trusting the flow of life. It's like, when you do allow yourself to be more in your body and be present and create that safety and firm foundation of like, I got me, I trust me. I know when my soul is speaking to me then you know and you recognize these beautiful kismic opportunities that just present themselves in your life. So something that I really learned too is that synchronicities can't be forced. They happen when you learn to flow with life, which I was just talking about. So when you become oriented to this new way of being and move towards unity with the world around you, that's when you start to also like embrace your own unique style and uniqueness and creative process. And this is also happening on like a cellular level in our DNAs. you know, in the gene keys, they talk, Richard red talks a lot about this. It's like soul sequences and really activating yourself on a DNA cellular level. And when this gift gets activated, it actually creates like, in your DNA cells, a super attractor field that helps unify your micro and macrocosms, but also like matter and spirit. And that's exactly what I feel like happened to me on my journey is like, I went from focusing so much on the matter to then like allowing matter and spirit to just flow and be one and, and work with and through each other versus like spirit is this outside thing. No spirit is in me. My soul is in me. And so you begin to live with much more harmony and your magnetism just like amplifies. And then according to the gene keys, you then move into the city level. This is like much more, um, a lot of times they want to talk about it as like the enlightened state or the transcendent state. And so this gift moves from orientation into unity. And this is almost like beyond our comprehend comprehension of unity. It's like a transcendence to the very heart of life. And it's where you just truly learn to trust the mysteries of life and just know, like, you're not going to ever know all the answers. And it's much more on this like quantum level and you become so magnetic. You can almost, you, you basically influence and change the direction of the planet. It's also represented both in human design and Gene Keys as the star of Bethlehem, the North star. Um, and it's moving towards that oneness and that unity. And so I think personally, in order to receive, we have to feel safe in our bodies. And so many of us, I know at least for myself, you know, I was either in that stuck, stagnant, lost, I can't move. I'm going to fawn right now. Or it was so regimented and busy and in the hustle and bustle that I wasn't tuning into my own body and the cues that it was telling me. And so creating rituals and, pa- and have practices that help you connect to your body and feel that safety will really help you start to trust life and trust your direction and know, especially if you're defined in your identity center and have gate two, like you are always being guided. And the more and more you learn to have like that faith and that trust in life and surrender to where you're being guided that's when like the magic happens. That's when the opportunities come. That's when the right people resources, like I said, the book falls off the shelf. It just works out in this like beautifully orchestrated masterpiece from the universe. And if you're not trusting in life, that's when you're going to feel like you're lost and stagnant and stuck and So learning to trust your body, we can somatic dance, any somatic practices. There's tons of somatic practices or static practices, Um, somatic breath work and meditation, body scans, being out in nature, hot, cold therapy, like I mentioned, and really tuning into like what is the sensations of your soul when you start to tune into your body. You know, figuring out what your own unique intuitive hits and pulls feel like. And what are those messages sending you? And the more you start to follow your own intuitive nudges and pulls, that muscle is going to be built and you're going to trust yourself and you're going to have faith. But if you never take any action, you're, you're never going to build that confidence and that courage. So, I hope this episode helped for any of my gate tours, or if you have any people who have gate two in your life, I hope this helps you see them through a different lens and maybe like some of their shadowy aspects and some of their beautiful gifts. And if you're not doing so already, check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest at The Rebel Soul Journey. We are covering each gate per week, and we have a ton of videos and graphics to dive even deeper into the skate theme for the week. All right, beautiful soul. I hope you have a beautiful...